Guys, understand that when you love, it becomes impossible to be indifferent to injustice and to the poor and to the homeless and to the sick and to the unborn. Because of love, you imitate Jesus Christ who came to serve and not to be served. Because of love, you'll deny your own creature needs and attractions in order to become servants and enablers of others. You truly become God's co-creator and partner. Guys, understand that when you love someone, you gladly sacrifice for that loved one. There is no notion of reluctance or hesitation in true acts of sacrifice. Sacrifice is always made willingly and intentionally. You've seen mom and me sacrifice for each other all the time, and us sacrificing for you all the time. If you don't notice, it's because we do it discreetly. We don't need the applause. We don't want the benefactor feeling awkward. We do it for love. By sacrificing, fasting, giving up stuff, not doing stuff we'd like to do, doing things we don't particularly want to do, or suffering silently and not complaining, we focus the same loving types of things on God and on God's people. Guys, Mom and I try to attend daily Mass, perform rosaries and chaplets, fast and abstain from meat on Wednesdays and Fridays and so on, because we know it's pleasing to God, and it feels so good to do little things for the one we love. We feel good sacrificing. We don't need the applause. We do it for love. Lastly, kids, understand that when you love someone and you offend or do something wrong, you act quickly to reconcile, and often you do things to truly show your sorrow and sincerity. Same thing with God. Our love has to show itself when we sin or offend or neglect God. He who should be placed above all things. Guys, know that you are at a great disadvantage because the majority of your generation and mine don't grasp what Pope Pius XII said in the 1960s. The greatest sin of our generation is that it has lost all sense of sin. Gang, seek silence and pray that your offenses to God are made known to you so that you can act as one who loves another should act. Use beautiful words of intimacy. My Father, my Savior, I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. Kids, acknowledge your offenses. Reconcile formally with God in front of a priest. Do something to reclaim the possible intimacy that you may have lost with God. You do all this, not out of fear, but rather out of love. Guys, peace is the fruit of a calm soul. A person who serves God and his people, sacrifices for God and his people, and is mindful of sin and trusting in forgiveness, is a person at peace, or is a person moving more and more towards peace. A peaceful soul, interestingly enough, is a soul that hungers more and more for peace. It is a soul that knows that only through more silence and more prayer and more love and more acts of love will it ever find greater levels of peace, and so on and on and on. The way is cyclical, beginning with silence and ending with silence, each cycle building upon the previous and becoming greater and greater. Each cycle achieves more and more intimacy with the Spirit of God. Each is more and more loving, each cycle more and more mystical. So guys, returning to where we started... You can tell a person has achieved a personal intimacy with God because that person seeks silence, prays, spends time in contemplation, sacrifices, fasts, serves others, performs acts of penance for himself and others, as well as for the world and for the poor souls in purgatory. The person possesses a strange and consistent peacefulness in good times and bad. The person calls God Father and His Son Redeemer. The person knows, loves, and honors the Father, Redeemer, and Holy Spirit and gives God his or her confidence and gratitude during good periods, bad periods, and even sinful periods. 
Sound impossible? Maybe. But recall that anything is possible with God on your side. Gang, now you know the way of becoming a mystically superhuman being. And now you're obligated to determine what you're going to do or not do. Begin, stop, or continue. Now that you know the way and what's in it for you. Guys, the success of my writing really comes down to your answer to this one question. What you going to do? This writing success is not based upon how strong a writer I am, or if my ramblings are thought-provoking, or if this whole endeavor ever gets professionally finished or not. Success is based solely upon your answer to what you're going to do. What will you begin, stop, and continue to do in your efforts to make daily strides in becoming a saint? What will you do in your efforts to assist your family, friends, and acquaintances in becoming what God has intended all of them to be, saints? What will you strive to do moving forward to love the world more than any other creature God has ever given life to? To ensure that you possess the heart of a servant and add to what God has created as one of his co-creators and partners. What will you do so you can know God in ways equal to the saints and angels in heaven? How will you achieve a special personal intimacy with God, an intimacy that angels might envy? Guys, where will you find silence and cultivate its fruit? Prayer, contemplation, understanding, faith, hope, love, service, sacrifice, repentance, penance, peace, and joy. How will you prove that you've earned the gift of life? How will you prove that you've earned the gift of eternal joy? Guys, when God breathed life into you, he gifted you with freedom of choice. You alone dictate your choices, what you will do and how willing you'll be in doing those things. Your choices make you unique before God or make you ordinary. When God breathed life into you, your loving Father begged, not ordered, place our relationship first and be my co-creator and my partner. He then stepped back and asked, What you gonna do? Kids, at every moment of your earthly and mystical journeys, God listens to and observes your responses. You alone, not God alone, hold the answer.